Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bear Backpacks. Today, I'm going to be talking about uh, a legend that's uh, near and dear to my heart. Uh, I've heard it. I've heard it many, many times. Heard it told many, many different ways. There's a lot of different variations on the story. We're going to be talking about uh, a creature that's been called many things. Uh, probably most popularly, the Mexican Bigfoot. It goes by a very recognizable name, however, El Chupacabra. Um, for those of you unfamiliar with its name, the origin of its name uh, comes from two Spanish words. The first mean the first is chupar, which means to suck, and the second is cabra. If I mispronounce those Spanish words, please let me know. Spanish is not my first language, and I only know yeah, a little bit of it. So uh, you'll have to forgive me if I didn't nail the pronunciation. If I did nail it, mm, kudos to me. But in any case. Uh, its name literally translates to goat sucker. Uh, chupar means to suck. Cabra means goat. Uh, it's a legendary creature in the folklore of parts of uh, Mexico, Central, and certain parts of uh, certain parts of uh, Central America and South America. So, um, the first purported sightings of El Chupacabra take place in Puerto Rico, um, and they take place in March of 1995. Uh, while many people will no doubt try to tell you uh, that El Chupacabra has been around for centuries. Uh, stories of its, you know, legendary exploits traced back to the 1400s. Uh, it's actually not entirely accurate. Um, it's been associated with um, a few other critters. Um, chiefly, uh, it's been associated with uh, the Mayan uh, mythological being known as Kamazat. Uh, which was known as the death bat or vampire bat, a creature with bat or lizard with a bat or lizard-like face, uh, two arms, and the ability to turn into a statue during the day. A creature with a sharp snout uh, that could suck the blood from its victims, uh, leaving it completely uh, emaciated. Now, this uh, is, however, not thought to be the origins of this creature. Um, El Chupacabra's first purported sighting again is in March of 1995 in Puerto Rico, in which eight sheep are discovered dead, each with three punctured wounds uh, in the chest area, and they were found supposedly completely drained of their blood. Now, uh, only a few months later, uh, in August, uh, one eyewitness by the name of Madeline Tolatino 
uh, reported seeing the creature in, Puerto, in the Puerto, Puerto Rican town of Canovanas, which when as many as 150 farm animals and pets were reportedly killed. Now, in 1975, uh, similar killings in the small town of Mocha were attributed to El Vampiro de Mocha, or the Vampire of Mocha. Now, initially, it was suspected that the killings were committed uh, by a satanic cult or some other nefarious uh, individuals. However, uh, later, more killings are reported around the island, and many farms uh, reported losses of animal life. Now, each of the animals were, was reported to have had its body bled dry through a series of small circular incisions. Uh, the name El Chupacabra or Chupacabras uh, is thought to have been attributed is is thought to have been uh, first coined by Silverio Perez, an entrepreneur and comedian from Puerto Rico, uh, soon after the first incidents were reported in the press. Now, shortly after the first reported incidents in Puerto Rico, as oftentimes this happens uh, with any strange event, we automatically start seeing people. Uh, coming forward and talking about what they believe they saw. And ever, once somebody sees something, they all want to be part of it. Uh, we, I talked about this before when I did The Legend of Spring Hill Jack. Um, and they'll, they'll tell a story. They'll, their eyes will play tricks on them. They just want to be part of the story. They want to be in on the telling. Now, uh, other animal deaths were reported in other countries, such as the Dominican Republic, Argentina, Bolivia, Chile, Colombia, Honduras, El Salvador, Nicaragua, Panama, Peru, Brazil, the United States, and Mexico. Now, um, there was a book written by Benjamin Radford, uh, which was a five, which can, in which he conducts a five-year investigation uh, and documents his findings in a 2011 uh, published work tracking the chupacabra, and concluded the description, descriptions given by the local eyewitnesses, uh, the original eyewitnesses in Puerto Rico was based on the creature Sill in the horror film Species. Uh, the alien creature Sill is nearly identical to the Chupacabra eyewitness account, and has seen, she has seen the movie before. It was a creature that looked like the Chupacabra with spines on its back and tail. The resemblance to the Chupacabra was really impressive. Radford revealed that Tolentino believed the creatures and events she saw in Species were happening in reality in Puerto Rico at the time, and therefore concludes that the most important chupacabra description cannot be dis- cannot truly be trusted. This rapper believes seriously undermines the credibility of the chupacabra as a real animal. Uh, in addition, the reports of blood sucking by the chupacabra are never re- confirmed by a necropsy. The only way to conclude that the animal was drained of blood, uh, an analysis by a veterinarian of 300 reported victims of the chupacabra. Uh, found out that, in fact, uh, many of these supposed witnesses of chupacabra attacks are not, in fact, completely drained dry. Um, now, according to uh, stories, there's multiple kinds of chupacabra. Uh, there are no uh, known verifiable photographs of the beast or even credible footprints. Uh, the chupacabra is simply known mostly through a few dozen eyewitness sightings and many dead animals uh, and is probably the world's best-known vampire after Dracula as the victims are often claimed to have been found completely drained of all blood. Now, descriptions of the chupacabra vary widely. Many accounts suggest that the creature stands uh, approximately four to five feet tall, has powerful legs that allow it to leap huge distances, long claws, terrifying glowing red eyes, and distinctive spikes down its back. Now, while some believe that the chupacabra sightings date back to the 70s or earlier, uh, the monster, again, as I, re- as I told you earlier in this uh, segment, appeared 
first in 1995. There's no other records of any vampiric chupacabras before that time. Now, uh, theories about its origin are as varied as the sightings uh, in, them, in and of themselves. Uh, the most popular explanation is that it is the product of top-secret U.S. government genetics experiments in the rainforest of Puerto Rico. Uh, some suggest that it's an extraterrestrial being that's been brought to Earth on a spaceship. For what purpose, none can say. Still others suggest that the mysterious creature is part of some sinister biological warfare program or even the embodiment of God's wrath. Uh, just goes to show you, uh, people will uh, come up with all kinds of cool stories. Listen, sometimes these stories end up being a lot cooler than what ends up really being the problem. Now, uh, the Chupacabra had a heyday of about five years when it was widely reported throughout Puerto Rico, Mexico, Chile, Nicaragua, Argentina, and Florida, among other places, almost all of them. Uh, in areas in which there were Spanish-speaking communities. Uh, after about the year 2000, uh, sightings of this weird alien bipedal back, spiky back chupacabra began to fade away. Uh, instead, the Hispanic vampire took on a very different form, uh, a canine animal resembling the hairless dogs or coyotes found mainly in Texas and the American Southwest. Uh, now, this turned out to be an important turning point, at least for researchers that were sort of investigating these claims of a blood-sucking creature uh, that was attacking livestock and terrorizing people. Uh, suddenly, uh, unlike uh, with the cases of Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster or many of the other myths uh, and legendary beings that people uh, believe in, uh, suddenly researchers had animal carcasses to scientifically examine. Uh, dead chupacabras uh, people who had claimed to have killed chupacabras uh, were subjected to DNA tests. Uh, and in every instance, the body uh, that these individuals claim are chupacabras have been identified as either dogs, coyotes, raccoons, or, any, or some other common mammal, usually stricken with some form of parasitic infection uh, or mange that caused the animal to lose its fur and take on a gaunt and monstrous appearance, which is not uncommon for animals uh, living off in the wild, particularly animals such as dogs, coyotes, and raccoons, who tend to be scavengers. Uh, now, geneticists and wildlife biologists have identified all of the alleged chupacabra carcasses as those of known animals. But if none of these animals were vampiric chupacabras, what was sucking the blood out of goats, chickens, and other livestock that people claimed uh, were bloodless uh, when they were found? Now, though dead animals were widely purported to have been drained of all of their blood, this is in fact a myth. Uh, when suspected chupacabra victims um, have been professionally autopsied, invariably they are revealed to contain uh, copious amounts of blood. Uh, for those of you un unfamiliar with the word copious, it means that they've got plenty of blood in them. Uh, so what animals, if not the dreaded chupacabra, could have possibly been responsible for all these dead livestock uh, and pets? Well, um, ordinary animals, uh, particularly uh, dogs that had gone feral, and coyotes, uh, which are indigenous to most of these areas of the world. Um, now, these animals instinctually go for a, a victim's neck, uh, which has been sort of the calling card of the chupacabra. Uh, the chupacabra supposedly leaves puncture holes in the neck of its victim and then drains them of all their blood. Well, uh, coyotes and most predators, in fact, tend to go for the neck of their prey, uh, either to suffocate them or to pierce their jugular and kill them. Now, dogs and coyotes are pretty well known for doing this. Uh, they will rip your throat out if they can. Now, these animals, uh, 
and their can have possessed canine teeth that are uh, at times exceptionally long in comparison to some other animals, uh, which is why we call these longer teeth canine teeth. Uh, these canine teeth leave puncture wounds that resemble vampire bite marks. Now, I don't know how many of you have ever been bitten by a dog, uh, but if you have been bitten by a dog and one of those big teeth catches you, uh, it is very much uh, like getting poked with a needle. Uh, or in this case, uh, bitten by a vampire. Now, uh, many people assume that dogs and coyotes would, in fact, tear up or eat the animals that they attack. However, wildlife predation experts know that this is also a myth, as some dogs and coyotes will kill animals uh, and simply leave them to die. Um, often they will simply bite the neck of a creature and leave it to die. Also, if a dog or a coyote gets spooked, it may not uh, try to take the they pray that it killed. It may get scared off for whatever reason. Uh, other predators in the area may scare it off. The presence of people have often been known to scare off coyotes who are tend to be solitary creatures, and feral dogs would follow suit in much the same way. Now, uh, though canine chupacabras were identified, uh, the question remained, what happened to the original chupacabra? Why did it suddenly appear in August of 1995 and, and vanish only after a few short years? Uh, and again, I refer back to the book, uh, Tracking the Chupacabra, the Vampire Beast, Fact, Fiction, and Folklore, uh, printed by the University of New Mexico Press in 2011. It turns out that the Chupacabra could be traced back to a single original eyewitness, a Puerto Rican woman named, again, Madeline Tolentino, whose sighting became the basis for all other accounts of the creature. As she offered a detailed uh, description of the Chupacabra, a bipedal, dark-eyed, long-limbed, spiked back creature that did not match any known animal if it was real. Um, Tolentino's chupacabra, of course, as I mentioned, was seen to be identical to an alien monster in the movie Species, uh, which she corroborates as well, having seen the movie uh, and likely been influenced by that. Maybe she, um, maybe she hallucinated the entire thing. Maybe she saw an animal attack uh, attack some livestock and superimposed that image onto the animal. Uh, maybe the animal was blurry, and that's what she put in its place. Now, the similarities are too great to be coincidence. She had not only recently seen, seen the film, but it stated multiple times in interviews that the movie monster looked like the chupacabra with spines on its back and all. The resemblance to the chupacabra was incredibly impressive. Uh, she is the first person to report seeing the chupacabra, and her report was incredibly influential, appearing not only on the front page of the local newspaper, but all over the Internet. Uh, soon, of course, other eyewitnesses repeated and exaggerated her description, but it's clear that what she described came from a movie, not real life. Uh, there's little mystery left from a scientific point of view in regards to the goat-sucking monster. Uh, but likely uh, it will continue to be reported whether the creature exists or not, simply because the public has come to call any strange unknown animal a chupacabra. Uh, much of the same way uh, that we've seen the legends of Bigfoot go. Uh, now, important to note uh, that the chupacabra has been incredibly influential. Uh, but let's take a look at some of the other, uh, before I get into the cultural impact of El Chupacabra, let's take a look at some of the um, some of these other sightings and some of the other things people have said uh, now uh, and some of the other things that, uh, you know, scholars have said. Now, um, we talked about a little bit about Rad Benjamin Radford's book, um, 
Bradford himself divided Chupacabra reports into two categories. Uh, the reports from Puerto Rico and the reports from Latin America where animals were attacked. And it is supposed that their blood was extracted in the reports in the United States of mammals, mostly dogs and coyotes with veins, the people unusual appearance. Now, uh, in l- late 2010, uh, a biologist from the University of Michigan by the name of Barry O'Connor concluded that all Chupacabra reports in the United States are simply coyotes infected with uh, the parasite Sarcoptis scabia, uh, whose symptoms would explain most of the features of the chupacabra. They would be left with little fur, thickened skin, and a foul odor following them around uh, because, of course, they're sick uh, and they're likely getting sick all over themselves. O'Connor theorized that the attacks on goats occurred because these animals are greatly weakened. Uh, they're going to have a hard time hunting. So, uh, again, when a coyote or dog becomes sick, and, but still needs to eat, of course, it's going to go after vulnerable creatures. Uh, so instead of attacking line, instead of attacking, running down a rabbit or a deer, they're going to be forced into attacking livestock because livestock uh, are likely not going to see them coming. They're not going to be running away. Uh, and oftentimes they're going to be pinned up. They're not going to have a means of escape, making them easy pickings. Uh, although several witnesses have come to the conclusion that the attacks could not be the work of dogs or coyotes because they'd not eaten the victim, Uh, As I said again, uh, dogs and coyotes can in fact kill animals and not consume the prey because they're either inexperienced or due to the fact that they are injured uh, or perhaps they gave up on killing it uh, because they found it too difficult. They've also been known to flee the area at the presence of what they perceive to be larger predators. The prey can in fact survive the attack and then die afterwards from internal bleeding or circulatory shock. Uh, the presence of two holes in the neck corresponding with the canine teeth are to be expected since this is the only way that most land carnivores have to catch their prey. Uh, now, there are so many reports of me- Mexican hairless dogs being mistaken uh, for chupacabras. Um, and we, you, you can see that going all the way back uh, to March of 2014 uh, on CNN. Uh, for those of you who watch CNN, the most common description of the chupacabra um, is a reptile-like creature with leathery, scaly, greenish-gray skin and sharp spines or quills running down its back. And again, as I mentioned before, it's said to be approximately three to four feet in height and stands and hops in fashion similar to that of a kangaroo. It's a pretty messed up looking kangaroo, if you ask me. Um, yeah, pretty, pretty terrifying. Most common now, another common description of the chupacabra is a strange breed of wild dog. Uh, this form is mostly hairless and has pronounced spinal ridges, uh, usually pronounced eye sockets, fangs, and claws. Un- unlike conventional predators, uh, the chupacabra is said to drain all of an animal's blood and sometimes organs, usually through three holes in the shape of a downward pointing triangle or through one or two holes. There's even a popular legend in New Orleans concerning a popular lover's lane. Road, which is said to be inhabited by grunches, uh, which are similar, said to be similar in appearance to uh, the chupacabra. Now, there are even uh, other, there's other relatable stories. Uh, if we look at uh, the Pyokins of, and I'm sure I'm butchering that, Pyokins of uh, Chile, uh, also. They also share similarities in their supposed habits, but instead of being dog-like, they're described as winged snakes, um, and they also drain their prey of all their blood. Uh, in the Philippines, there's another legendary creature called the Sigbin, which shares 
many of the chupacabra's descriptions, uh, but the recent discovery of the cat fox in Southeast Asia suggests that it also could have simply been sightings of this once unknown animal. And let me tell you something. If you haven't gone and looked up a cat fox, go look up a cat fox because you're not going to you're not going to be disappointed. Cat foxes, man, they're 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 a thing, and they're awesome. Uh, just going to put that out there. I'm actually looking at a cat fox right now while I'm talking to you guys. And I got to tell you, they're freaking cool. Uh, cat foxes are pretty awesome. They're a new species of carnivore uh, that was discovered by a Swiss environmental group uh, that happened to be um, surveying landscape for wildlife. Now, um, there's been at least one uh, published myth, uh, mystery novel using that uses aspects of the myth as the center point of the plot. Um, look at uh, El Chupacabra Trail of the Goat Sucker by Lloyd Wagner. Other kinds of books include those that provide a scientific uh, explanation for the phenomena. Chupacabras and Other Mysteries by Scott Corrales. Uh, you can also see uh, Mandy and Clifton C. Phillips' Chupacabra, You Don't Scare Me. Um, the Chupacabra has appeared in various science fiction monster movies, including uh, Chupacabra Dark Seas, uh, Guns of El Chupacabra, and in the 2014 found footage uh, horror film Indigenous, involving friends in vacation in Panama who find themselves being hunted by a pack of Chupacabra um, CNN's Ed Lavendera has described the Chupacabra as the Bigfoot of Latina coach, Latino culture and has stated that El Chupacabra also symbolizes the fear of something that doesn't exist. Uh, following, the, uh, following an incident in Cuero, Texas, the popularity of the Chupacabra move myth was, so, was receiving global attention. Uh, Canyon, who was responsible for capturing the alleged specimen, claimed that T-shirts highlighting the event were shipped to locations such as Italy, Guam and Iraq, the publicity that Cuero received following this event has led some to some suggesting changing the town's mascot. Uh, in 2008, History's Monster Quest series featured the Texas carcasses, which were determined to be dogs and coyotes. Uh, just so you know, History Channel's Monster Quest, while it's entertaining, oftentimes uh, they, uh, you, you know, people find it frustrating because they don't tend to yield results of a creature. That's because most of the time cryptids uh, have natural um, explanations. Uh, that's the one thing about cryptids that can be particularly frustrating and vexing to individuals. Uh, it's it's actually quite stunning how angry people get when they when they watch a show like that, and then they're like, "Why didn't they find Bigfoot? Why didn't they find the Chupacabra?" Well, they tend to find uh, the natural the not only the natural um, explanation for what's going on, but they tend to actually find out uh, that oftentimes the claims that people make are uh, not, are, they can't substantiate these claims that people are making simply because there's not evidence for it. Um, interestingly enough, there is a Welsh rock band, Super Furry Animals, that has a song uh, in, on their 1997 album Radiator called uh, Chupacabras. Uh, interest, and to show you how, how much uh, the Chupacabra has impact in popular culture uh it's it even appeared as a villain 
in the Marvel Comics Fantastic Four that was released on December 28th of 2007, in which a group of chupacabras are featured as the antagonists or the bad guys. Uh, the myth of the chupacabra is mocked in the 2012 episode of Chupacabra of the cartoon series South Park, in which anti-Semitic main character Eric Cartman claims to have seen a Jewish chupacabra that kills children on Easter in vengeance for the Passover. Uh, chupacabras are dismissed by uh, Dr. Venture as the as mythical in the Venture Brothers episode Dio de los Dangeros, uh, before a number of them appear in Brock Simpson's car uh, in the show. Uh, in season four, episode 11, uh, El Mundo Guerra, which aired in 1997, the television show The X-Files, El Chupacabra, is featured. Uh, the TV show Lost Tapes on Animal Planet featured an episode about the creature in its first season. Uh, and in the episode Chupacabra of the TV series Grimm, El Chupacabra is a Wesson losing his mind and control over transformations due to a mosquito spread disease. Uh, El Chupacabra has been incredibly impactful on popular culture, and it's likely it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, you you know, you, you look at these stories, and it's interesting the kinds of stories we're willing to tell ourselves. Cabras, um, and other stories such as Bigfoot, the Loch Ness Monster, uh, on the one hand, People seem to be looking for something to believe in, but on the other hand, it seems like people don't really uh, they they formulate these stories because they're maybe they're bored. Maybe we are looking for something to believe in, and we want it so bad. We want so badly for these things to be real. Uh, now, important note also that there are entire websites dedicated to El Chupacabra. There is one in particular that if you're interested in and you would like to um, find plenty of entertainment as a result of the Chupacabra myth, I would take a look at chupamacabra.com. Yeah, uh, worth your time if you're interested in El Chupacabra. They even have a really interesting, uh, what appears to be a frog-like alien uh, standing on two feet uh, with all kinds of spikes all over its body. Uh, yeah. And their biggest source uh, material appears to come from live science and cryptids on Wikia. They also got some information from Animal Planet, History of El Chupacabra. Um, now, if we look at it from the other if we look at it from the other side of the, of the spectrum, we're looking at it from a purely uh, mythological standpoint. We look at it as though it were an actual creature. Um, It's still pretty, it it is actually a pretty terrifying, uh, you know, creature. Uh, You know, when you think about it, a a mix of sort of a vampiric marauding furry lizard uh, that goes around eating, uh, you know, basically drinking the blood of, of uh, various uh, creatures. Uh, it's kind of a spooky thing to think about, really. Um, but probably no more uh, spooky than, you know, the stories we tell ourselves about boogeyman or vampires in general or werewolves or anything like that. Um, important to note, 
uh, it's been incredible. It was following its appearance in Puerto Rico. It received probably its most popularity uh, before reaching the United States uh, in Brazil uh, and Chile. Um, in Latin America, the animal's reputation spread south on a wave of Internet and newspaper publicity, uh, with the chupacabra behaving as sort of a celebrity monster. Uh, in October of 1999, Brazil's uh, Correio Brasiliense uh, newspaper reported eight goats and three sheep dying of single wounds to the neck. Uh, other Brazilian witnesses claim to have seen an animal that may fly or leap with powerful monkey-like hind legs attacking animals and humans. Both most witnesses also claim to have seen fangs. But in every case, a predator appeared to wantonly kill livestock, usually chickens and goats, and then mysteriously disappear. Uh, no meat is taken, and only a small bite to the neck was apparent, though no photographs of the assailant itself exist. Hundreds of photos of the dead animals are on record, eerily similar, dra similar drained of blood, but otherwise intact. And there are those eyewitnesses from dozens of incidents in far-flung regions, all telling strikingly similar stories. Uh, if you... So, I mean, you know, we look at it from this, uh, this is clearly, when we look at the legend of the Chupacabra, it's clearly a story that just took on a life of its own. People wanted to take their, I mean, they all wanted a piece of this pie. Uh, and you can think about how profitable, um, you know, El Chupacabra could be as far as a merchandise from a merchandising standpoint, uh, particularly when you see the incident in Texas with uh, Cuero, with the individual Cuero, who uh, apparently made a good deal of money off of it by uh, making the incident in Cuero, uh, in which uh, Phyllis Canyon uh, supposedly captured a specimen. Uh, and claim that T-shirts highlighting the event were shipped to locations such as Italy, Guam, and Iraq. Uh, you know, the town of Cuero being, uh, being you know, in a rural part of Texas, uh, it's in DeWitt County, Texas. Uh, the population is, you know, roughly 6,000 people. Um, it was already, I mean, so it, it's a town and it's a town that's known for tourism. It's been called, uh, was, it's been named, uh, that one of the coolest small towns in America by budget travel magazine, uh, that it was named that in 2010. Uh, and it's unofficially known as the Turkey capital of the world, which is reflected in its high school mascot, the gobblers. Uh, so it's also the county seat of DeWitt County. Uh, so a quaint town that uh, would only stand to benefit from having captured a chupacabra. Um, you know, uh, you know, not a massive town, but uh, decently, you know, decent little sized town there um, that uh, seems to have benefited a good deal. Uh, from from this legend uh, being being identified uh, with the chupacabra, being identified with Turkey Fest, Turkey Fest. Uh, they even have the Turkey Trot. Uh, so, you know, sometimes and sometimes uh, the big stories we tell ourselves about ourselves have another purpose other than to entertain us. 
uh, and to, uh, you know, teach us a moral lesson. Sometimes they're for profits. Uh, and as we see in the impact that El Chupacabra has had on popular culture in almost every instance, uh, it's been about money. Uh, television shows, money. Um, you know, T-shirts, merchandise, tourism, money. Uh, rock bands, money. Comic books, money. Cartoons, money. Uh, so El Chupacabra is a money maker. Um, you know, at, at the at the very least, Chupacabra is a big time money maker. Uh, it appeals to you know a very diverse a very diverse community uh, across multiple continents, from ranging from you know uh, South America, Central America, and North America, uh, as well as other parts of the world. So, uh, El Chupacabra has has sunken its roots deep into popular culture and it's not going anywhere it's it's not going anywhere uh it's appeared in in several films it it even appeared in the 2013 film chupacabra versus the alamo i'm not entirely sure exactly how successful uh said film was let's just take a look just for curiosity's sake It's a made-for-TV movie, El Chupacabra. Chupacabra versus the Alamo, 2013, made-for-TV movie about a pack of Chupacabra that use a tunnel to escape from Mexico to San Antonio, Texas, uh, kill a whole, and they kill a whole drug cartel. Hey, now that's, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, and interestingly enough, the film stars uh, Julia Benson and Eric Estrada. <laughs> Uh, the story written by Peter Sullivan and Jeffrey Schenk, uh, directed by Terry Ingram. Uh, the movie was released in the U.S. and Cana- in Canada initially, and then later in Brazil and Germany under the titles Chupacabra uh, and Chupacabra Angriff der Killer Bestien, which, uh, wow. Um, the film had a budget of $2 million, runs about 88 minutes, uh, and was originally released on March 13th or March 23rd, 2013. Uh, distributed by Signature Entertainment uh, and Echo Bridge Home Entertainment. Uh, I'm not entirely sure uh, what the uh, movie made in terms of money. Probably not a whole lot. Uh, but the uh, tagline for the film, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, was Chupacabra's Attack with a Vengeance, and this time they're taking on the Alamo. Uh, and the movie has no rating on Rotten Tomatoes or Metacritic. Uh, there's no readily available rating numbers, Nielsen or otherwise, for its airing. Uh, so it probably uh, slipped under the radar pretty much. Um, and if we look at some of the other films, uh, that El Chupacabra has been involved, you know, been been featured in. Uh, of course, I mentioned it did. Fe- it was featured on uh, Animal Planet, uh, in its Lost Tapes TV show, featured on the Venture Brothers, uh, featured on South Park, and featured on the popular television series Grimm. Uh, if we look at oh, as well as Monster Monster Quest, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. Uh, let's see. Ah, here we go. Chupacabra Dark Seas, another another movie that it was uh, associated with. 
uh, another movie that it uh, appeared in in 2005. Um, Eighty-nine minute long, distributed by Sony Pictures Home Entertainment uh, and Regent Worldwide. Reception for the film mostly negative, with critics criticizing the film's monster design and over reliance on cheap thrills. Uh, TV Guide panned the film, awarding it one out of four stars, criticizing the film's reliance on thrills and terror, uh, and. Uh, Stating that uh, the, the gore may satisfy a diehard monster masher film fan, uh, the cheesy looking creature isn't enough uh, to even touch the gills of the creatures from the Black Lagoon. So that's kind of a kind of a slap in the face there. Uh, and finally, if we look at uh, this other film in which it's been uh, some of these other films, it's been featured in a it was featured in the found footage film uh, from 2014, Indigenous. Which um, was distributed uh, in by Lightning Entertainment on April twentieth, two thousand fourteen, to the Tribeca Film Festival. Um, interestingly enough, it was shot in Panama, so that's kind of kind of cool. Um, it played at the Tribeca Film Festival and played at the two thousand fourteen Cannes Film Festival. Uh, Mark Adams of Screen Daily wrote that it mod- that it is modestly entertaining and a well-made B-movie despite the familiar plot, plot and one-note acting. So if you're going to watch a Chupacabra movie, you might be better served watching Indigenous. Uh, probably one of the better choices on this list. And then finally, uh, I mentioned uh, the film Guns of El Chupacabra. And wow... Uh, when you look at this, uh, it's a 1997 uh, martial arts-based monster film directed by Donald G. Jackson uh, and produced by and stars. It's produced by and stars Scott Shaw. Uh, co-stars of the film include Julie Strain, Kevin Eastman, Conrad Brooks. Okay, so uh, the budget of the film was 3.2 million dollars. Uh, and it's a 90-minute film. We look at uh, the film was dis- received a theatrical release uh, in several Latin American countries from 1998 forward. It was limited to videotape, DVD, and cable television released in the West in, and in Asia. According to the re- interview that was presented on the episode of Strange Universe, this film is the first segment of Guns of, El, of the Guns of El Chupacabra trilogy. The second feature of this trilogy is Guns of El Chupacabra 2, The Unseen. According to the Hollywood Reporter, uh, Sean will be, Shaw will be filming uh, the third film in the series as well, although I don't see uh, number two anywhere. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Basically, uh, guys, that's that's all I've got for you today on El Chupacabra. If you're looking for books uh, in regards to El Chupacabra, looking for some books about uh, El Chupacabra, uh, I recommend first that you take a look at Benjamin Radford's um, Benjamin Radford's work. Um, and there's a nice article. Um, with the University of Michigan 
by Nancy Ross Flanagan uh, that talks about Cabra. It's worth your time. Uh, you can also take a look again at Tracking the Chupacabra, the Vampire Beast, uh, in fact, fiction and folklore by by uh, Benjamin Radford. Uh, you may also be interested in looking at uh, Benjamin Radford slaying the vampire, solving the Chupacabra mystery, uh, mystery with Skeptical Inquirer, um, and take a look at if you're just looking for. Uh, more on it, you can look at Lloyd Wagner's El Chupacabra's Trail of the Bloodsucker and Scott Corrales' Chupacabra's and Other Mysteries. And, of course, I mentioned earlier uh, Clifton C. Phillips and Man- uh, Mandy and Clifton C. Phillips' Chupacabra, You Don't Scare Me. Uh, all all good, uh, good ways to get started on El Chupacabra if you're interested in taking a look at it. Uh, clearly a legend in its own right. Um, Most likely a creature that was the result of an act of imagination, but provides us with a fantastic story uh, that really has really stood the test of time. I mean, yeah, it's sort of faded away with time, but every once in a while you still see it crop up on on various television programs, whether it be through reruns or some B-movie. El Chupacabra is still a pretty popular uh, critter. Uh, particularly in the southwest United States. People still talk about it, still uh, attempt to use it as a uh, tourist attraction. And I don't think it's really going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, it's a fascinating it's a fascinating story. Uh, but as I said, uh, most likely it's been uh, it's 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 the result of exaggeration uh, and people seeing what they want to see. Um, Again, every every body ever recovered uh, that's been a supposed El Chupacabra has been identified as an animal that we know of already, uh, generally a sick animal, but one we know of already nonetheless, uh, whether it be a dog, a coyote, a raccoon, a uh, fox. Um, but to this day, we still have no irrefutable evidence that the Chupacabra exists. We just get the stories, the legends, uh, and the entertaining B-movies and comic book appearances from this legendary creature. Guys, this has been the Bareback Facts. I've been your host, Big D, Dallas Duclo, and I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hope you guys will take a look at some of that source material I mentioned, and I hope I didn't keep you guys too terribly long. I've got no callers online, so I'm not going to keep you too much longer. Just want to say, be sure to catch me live on Sunday, 9 a.m. for Straight Football Talk. Things are a little bit hectic right now out there for everybody. I want to see you all there. Enjoy the rest of your week. And, of course, I'll see you soon.